Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, Solar Warriors, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Most of you, as I, are walking the halls of the Sands Expo Hall here in Las Vegas. If you are listening to this and are not here, we miss you. Just know that today and all this week, we have been gathered with 30,000 plus of our closest friends, learning what's happening, what's new, what's on the front lines, the trends of the solar industry, so that we can disseminate it all back to you. Each and every morning, we kick it off with our morning show. And each day, we wrap up with our daily roundup. What you're about to hear is a replay of the morning show with Lisa Ann Pinkerton. And if this is on Thursday, then my friend Lauren Glickman. And the Daily Roundup with my friend Josh Porter and a whole host of other fun characters. If you're listening and you couldn't make it, we're sorry you couldn't make it, but we're glad that you could make it here. And hopefully through this conversation, you could feel a little bit more like you were, in fact, there. Enjoy as we dive into the morning and roundup shows live from RE Plus 2023 Las Vegas. Well, 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 here we are at last. It is RE Plus 2023. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome to the show. My name is Nico Johnson. I am your co-host here for the Power Up Live morning show. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Lisa Ann Pinkerton. Hello. It is so good to see you. It's Listen, excellent to see you as listen well. Listen to that radio quality broadcast voice. <laughs> L- Lisa Ann, how long were you in radio? Uh, over 10 years. 10 years. Mm-hmm. You got me beat. I, about, I, I barely got eight years as a podcaster, which, as we all know, is a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think podcasting is a lot more work. <laughs> it, it can be, yeah. You got a team at the radio. I this didn't have a true. team for six and a half years. Mm-hmm. So the Power Up Live morning show is here every single day. For you all to feel a little less stress, a little less pressure, a way to ease into the day and into the show. Mm-hmm. It's a way for Lisa Ann and I to help peel back some of the layers of this complex thing that is mm-hmm. RE Plus that every year gets bigger and bigger. It's- it is. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you know what? It's one of those things where there's a lot of anticipation to get here. There's a oh, lot God. of planning. There's a lot of stress. Is the exhibit booth going to work out? Is the things you order going to show up? And then you get here and you're overwhelmed with all the content and everything to see. So we're here to help you understand. It's okay. You're going to make it through. And I got to tell you, even if you listened to the Suncast No Before You Go episode, which was tremendous, there is still a lot to digest and ingest and think about. Every day, at the beginning of the day, we're going to bring you the Power Up Live morning show. The Power Up Live morning show is brought to you by Meyer Burger. Meyer Burger is a manufacturer of the future of solar panel technology with a global track record of gigawatt scale production and coming to the U.S. in 2024, setting up module and cell factories. We're grateful that Meyer Burger is partnered with us. Thank you for the amazing swag. Thank we'll get to you. swag in a minute. I am also really grateful for KeyBank Capital Markets. KeyBank Capital Markets is our presenting sponsor for the Power Up Live stage. All throughout the day for the next three days, we have KeyBank Capital Markets to thank for helping make this stage possible. We have so many other supporting sponsors and folks that helped make this entire thing possible for which we have, uh, you know, we have, we have to be grateful that we are on stage with them now. Yes. Lisa Ann, mm-hmm. how, if I want to know what's happening at the show, would I begin to unpack? Where would I find all of that information? You would download your handy app if you have not already. Stop what you're doing. Download the app, start looking through Let me see. and figure out what it is you want to see and want to do, because this is going to be your cliff notes. Yeah. This is going to be your little pocket friend. And, <laughs> pocket. <laughs> and, and this, this little guy is going to help you through your day. Uh, you can star any type of uh, panels that you want to uh, 
watch, booths that you want to check out, and then I use it as a checklist, so I uncheck mm. the booths as I visit them, oh, so my smart. list gets shorter and shorter, and that I am is... less overwhelmed. Well, I am taking more notes from you. I have to admit, despite having shared with everyone that they should download the app, I downloaded it this morning, just before I came to the show floor. I would have been so much more prepared but it's not like I'm going to leave the Power Up Live stage a whole lot to be able to go and see sessions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will be going by to see Boots. And that is a really, really, really good tip. I wish I had had that one. Well, um, now you got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's so much happening on the show floor. As you walk around today, there's a lot to take in. One of the things that I'm going to be paying close attention to, just along, just along the aisle back mm-hmm. here behind the Power Up Live stage, is the Innovation Stage and Startup Alley. One of my favorite areas of the show floor. I always love to go check out who are the new startups, and in oh, particular, yeah. the startups that are part of the American Made Challenges prize. And today, at 4 p.m., they're going to announce the winners of the AMC Challenge, the winners of the prize. And then tomorrow, at about 11, I think, 11.30, they're going to be here on stage. You'll get a chance to speak or to hear them. I'll get to speak with them. You'll get to hear them. And we'll be interviewing them. Lisa Ann, where are you going to try to make it to on the show floor after the morning show? I got a bunch of booths I want to hit up. And I want to go to, um, I want to go over Caesars Forum, actually. Oh, yeah. I want to make sure I see those uh, exhibitors early and show them some love. Because there's some good companies over there. There is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Caesars Forum, where is that? That is south of this conference center. Mm. And you take a shuttle over there. Mm-hmm. They run about every 10 minutes. And um, this is a great way to network. Most people are like, oh, shuttle. I don't want to take a shuttle. I'd rather walk it. Remember, it's like 100 degrees outside. So you don't want to be all sweaty when you show up over at Caesars Forum. And you can use these shuttles as an opportunity to network. It's true. You're going to be standing in line to get on the shuttle. Talk to the people around you. Talk to the people you're sitting next to. Use it as an opportunity to meet new people. Yep. And ground transportation is if you're going... Along the escalators or past the escalators, back into the hallway, you'll see signs that tell you how to find the shuttles. This is really important, folks. As RE Plus expands, you have to find, until we can get into the Las Vegas Convention Center, we have to find increasing capacity. So this year, because there's so much interest, there's over 1,500, over 1,400 exhibitors, Mm -hmm. so much interest. Please go visit the Caesars Forum. Make sure that you put that on your agenda as well. There's some fun stuff happening, Master Speaker Series. We've got a guest coming up who was just on stage with the illustrious Jigger Shaw. We are gonna, we, we've got a, a speaker from uh, the former Nevada governor mm-hmm. is speaking with Dan Sugar of Next Tracker on stage at the Master Speaker Series. It is a lineup that in and of itself could be a summit, a conference. Absolutely. The Master Speaker Series is incredible this year. Absolutely. You're going to recognize a lot of those brand names mm-hmm. up there. A lot of very impressive, very smart people who've been leading companies you are well aware of. You know their names. And these are the people that have been leading the industry for years, and they're up on stage sharing their wisdom. I highly recommend you check them out. Absolutely. We've got Eco Art Show is Mm -hmm. all three days. Where Mm -hmm. is the Eco Art Show? You know, that's at Caesars. It is at Caesars. Yes, along with those diversity meetings. We have so many different areas that you have to visit. The Community Lounge, which is actually up by the, uh, on the way to transportation to Caesars. Mm Mm-hmm. Diversity meetings. Mm-hmm. Every, all day today, there are various diversity meetings. Tomorrow, they all meet sort of at the same time. Yep. And that is a really great, great innovation in the lineup for RE+. A real focus on how do we bring diversity of communities? How do we pull those communities together? It's the first time that we've actually had diversity meetings specifically for each community that wants to get together. Yeah, And, yeah. and those communities also have booths. So if you can't make the meetings... You can still go over to Caesars. They have there's a line of booths and chat people up who are who are manning those booths or womaning those booths who are personing, personing. those booths who are humaning those booths <laughs> and uh, and chat them up and and learn about their perspectives and what they're up to in this industry because it is quite fascinating mm. the point of view that some people have uh, coming from different backgrounds. Yeah, speaking of fascinating point of view, we have the president of Meyer Burger. Artis Johnson, who's going to join us up on stage. Where did, where did Artis go? Are you guys hanging out with Artis? Artis, can I get you to come up on stage? And while you're getting settled, we did have one pro tip we wanted to throw out there from our, our co-host for Thursday, Lauren Glickman. 
She said, put your phone on low power mode. <laughs> put it on lower power mode. You are going to be using that phone all day. Set yourself up for success and keep it on low power. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be too disappointed if my uh, phone shut off a couple times. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. <laughs> I definitely know a lot of folks are going to be coming up to get the Meyer Burger charging bricks. Yep. We'll talk about swag in a minute. But sure. Meyer Burger is a manufacturer that's kind of the manufacturer behind the manufacturer, yep. right? Yep. I find all the time I carry the Meyer Burger water bottle around because it's beautiful and I love matte black. And people say, well, Meyer Burger, who is that? 70 yeah. years in business, make equipment right. that most of the modules that you guys are utili utilizing in the field have been made on their, on their, on their equipment. Uh, can you give us a quick intro of the company beyond that for those who are unfamiliar with this brand? Yeah, like, like you said, we're a 70-year-old brand. Uh, we've been around in the solar industry for over 20, 20 years in wow. that. Uh, we started uh, in the semiconductor industry before we moved into the solar industry. And uh, as you said, about 50 to 60 gigawatts a year pass through our technology mm. every single year across the world and the globe. About two years ago, we decided to vertically integrate and become our own producer of modules and cells. Mm. And so now we're doing that. We've got a gig and a half in uh, Germany, and we are coming to the U.S., and we'll be putting uh, starting with two gigawatts of both module and cell in the U.S. So, um, yeah, when we like to say that we're the brand behind the brand, we really are a technology company at first at heart. Okay. And that's... Uh, so you hear about us, we're doing the heterojunction technology. We have a lot of patents around how we integrate that with our smart wire. We're doing a lot of work right now on uh, IBC technology. You'll hear that in the, you'll hear that in the coming months and, and years, with not only with heterojunction, with Topcon and, and of course, Perovskite, the magic word that everyone talks about. Um, we've got 29% ownership of a company called Oxford PV. So we're fully ingrained into what's coming down the road. And mm -hmm. uh, we're excited about what we have today, of course, and uh, we definitely are are working towards making sure our customers are satisfied with the U.S. manufacturing piece as well. But we're not taking our eye off the ball, which is how do we get more energy produced from solar on people's roofs? So yeah. that's our job. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and being in the industry for 70 years, uh, it's not like you're uh, resting on your laurels. It sounds like you're staying on the cutting edge of technology as it's coming, keeping yourself current and, mm -hmm. and moving towards the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of advancements are you seeing or looking for uh, well, from manufacturers this week as you're walking yeah. the show floor. Now, when you come to RE+, you, t you typically were going to walk around and you're hoping to hear, not, you know, for me as a module manufacturer, you're hoping to hear what's the next thing, right? What do you see? And a lot of people are talking about the next technologies. Perk has kind of hit its end, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Meyer Berger was a, a pioneer in that technology. And we, but we know that it's coming to its end. So people are looking around saying, hey, there's Topcon, there's Hetero Junction. People are talking about IBC. What is it? You know, I like to tell people, make sure you understand what's possible and what's real, right? Yeah. What, what you're really going to start doing. But this year, I don't think people are going to be talking nearly as much about technology as they're going to be talking about these magic words called domestic content. <laughs> oh, <right>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people are going to be very interested in that. And, and you know, of course, our, our, the, the, the Treasury didn't make it very easy uh, right now in understanding what that is. And there's a lot of discussion about what those milestones will be because as a manufacturer in the U.S., we're really interested in other manufacturers coming to the U.S. of other parts of the supply chain, including poly wafer and, and, and beyond that into the parts of the module, the, the, the frame and the racking and the, uh, the glass and whatnot. So, so that's what I would think you'd see, a lot of discussion around domestic content. And you'll have people asking, mm -hmm. do you have a domestic module? Mm -hmm. And I like to tell people there's no such thing in terms of this you know, uh, calculation for, for this bonus, con uh, bonus, 10% uh, uh, bonus on the ITC. So... Yeah, make sure people understand it as much as they yeah. can. And, and we're making sure that we educate people as we see it as a manufacturer of solar cells and modules in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Artists, you've been coming to this conference a long time. It's kind of old hat for you, but there's yeah. a ton of new people coming to the yeah. show. This yeah. is, I think, going to be, again, record-breaking attendance. Yep. Uh, what, what questions would you advise? I find when I was at Shrina, people would come up and they would ask the questions that were, they, they just weren't the right question to right. ask. So right. what would you advise folks who are approaching any vendors, but particularly module vendors, mm -hmm. questions that are going to likely get asked are going to lead to the next question. Yeah. yeah well, we're a big uh, proponent of understanding that the rectangle makes energy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, good, bad, or indifferent, our industry has always been driven by the one thing, power. It's all about power, power, power. And of course, power is a great indicator of what the thing's going to produce. But in our experience, when you calculate LCOE, it's not just about power. It's about how much energy you can harvest, yep. how much energy you can harvest at any given day, and over the lifetime, in the lifespan of that, that module, 
And so for us, we, we, we tend to say, and, and you're starting to see this transition because energy storage is coming along. No one's talking about the power in an energy storage. They're like, how many kilowatt hours can I get out of that battery? Mm-hmm. And I tend to say people, it's like, why don't you ask them, how many kilowatt hours will you put into that battery with the solar, the solar modules that you are choosing? Because oftentimes manufacturers will try to drive towards something Go get power. Go get that number, that magic number of a four for the residential. And I'd say at the end of the day, the number means very little if you don't understand how well it works on a 140-degree exactly. roof. Absolutely. You know, exactly. And how, how, how well is it going to work in 10 or 15 years? Yeah. Right? yeah. That, that's, that's the magic to it. So I implore people to really start thinking about ROI and LCOE and, yeah. and how you, you pitch that to your, your customers, whether it's a homeowner, a business, or, of course, the utility-scale players. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the sophistication in modeling tends to go opposite of what I just said. And, and the utility scale players are very interested in that. And they do do great calculation. That's why we've got about six and a half gigawatts locked up on utility scale. Amazing. Because they understand that the heterojunction technology is really going to produce energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of folks trying to parse the, parse the difference between heterojunction and other types of technologies yeah. and warranties, et cetera. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. Gotta, sure. You got to dig into how it's producing energy Absolutely. and how it's driving to the right. bottom line. I mean, you 100%. can, you know, a Mustang can go really fast in a straight line, mm. yep. but it can't corner very well. Right. <laughs> so yeah. this is the kind of thing you need to think about. You're going to yeah. be using this technology in multiple ways, right. not just one activity. That's right. You can, you can get a 69 Chevy, uh, go, go look at it on Sunday morning at the, at the, uh, the store where everybody's in its cherry and everyone loves it, but you're not going to drive it across the country. <laughs> right. So for us, it's, it's really about, well, you know, get that gas mileage, right? That's that, and that's what you, you translate that mm-hmm. to for sure. Good Absolutely. way to think about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of mileage, we're we have a, a little bit more to take care of here on the stage. Sure, my friend, I would love to have you back on Suncast to talk about domestic Absolutely. content. I want to dig more into that, the factory you guys are setting up, and how Meyerberger is bringing that technology to bear. But thank you for joining Welcome us on the morning on the morning show, and thank you for being our presenting sponsor. No, I appreciate Nico. I appreciate you guys for Always what you're doing. See you. yeah. Thank Let's you keep so it growing. Much. All right, thanks. As I mentioned earlier, the Master Speaker Series is really a lineup of who's, a who's who. who. Mm-hmm. And this morning, to kick things off, there was a conversation with none other than Jigger Shaw and our next guest, Mr. Lon Huber. You're after uh, So I'd like to bring Lon up. Lon, can you come, come on up? Come on up. up. We'll chat for a minute about this conversation you had this morning. I would like to say that Jigger had with you because there you go. I don't want folks to think that I've been saying, you know, Jigger is the more uh, is the more important person on the stage. He's not. It's an evil. It's an even even stage, equal stage. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. Even though he is deploying like a hundred billion dollars of capital, <laughs> I, I will not argue with you. Well, I'm, I'm sure Duke has deployed many billions <laughs> mm-hmm. of, ca- of dollars in capital, right? Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of infrastructure. In fact. Our distribution transmission system can wrap around the world 10 oh my times. Goodness. I didn't wow. know that. I'm a North Carolina resident. Yeah. So for those who are unfamiliar, why don't you let folks uh, know what you do at Duke? Who are you? Sure. So I, uh, I'm SVP of Pricing and Customer Solutions. So mm-hmm. we try to solve customer pain points and also bring benefits to the network utility system yeah. at the same time. So right. it's, it's a great win-win. So thank EVs, Community Solar, Demand response, energy efficiency, all the fun stuff is, is in the house. Yeah. We've also got uh, Lon to thank for a lot of the, the negotiation, as it were, in the Carolinas specifically, for how solar gets injected into the grid. You've, yeah. been, you've been quite busy, I would say, setting precedents. And a lot of folks like to say that, you know, as goes California, so goes the, the, the nation. But candidly, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of states looking to Duke and looking at what you guys have been negotiating for the Carolinas, mm-hmm. as an example of how to manage net metering, how to manage uh, yeah. customer engagement with regards to being power generators. It was right? a, a completely collaborative effort with the solar industry. And yeah. that's why I think we have a, a better end product than yeah. some other states that go through a big war. And then it, you sort of like leave it up to chance of what happens with mm-hmm. uh, the regulators. So um, we're really excited to, to see it. And we filed a 60 megawatt uh, solar plus storage pilot that's in front of the, the North Carolina Commission right now. So we're, we're excited about that as well. And the talk you had today uh, on the stage was related to virtual power plants and how utilities can, can deploy these systems with solar developers. What was one of the main takeaways that you, you want people to remember from that talk? Well, yeah, Jigger tried to get the, the crowd to chant, uh, we are VPP, because... <laughs> The, Did the, he really? Yeah, he, three different times. Three oh my different times. We are VPP. And, uh, and I think that. they would have done totally it if that. it wasn't an 8.30 a.m. Right. panel. Yeah. I think they would have done it. Uh, so he tried his best. But, you know, he was making the point of 
we've got to move beyond just the solar-only transaction. Amazing. It's got to have some type of dispatchability. It's got to have some type of integration in the utility system. And so I think that's a great rallying point of, of hey, let's take it to the next level now that we have yeah. these new technologies, now that the you know utilities are willing and able to partner when there's this mm-hmm. type of cost-effectiveness and dispatchability. So let's, let's take advantage of it. And so when you're out there with the customer, think, hey, is there... Is there a battery you can couple with it? Yeah. Is there a smart thermostat? Can you get them in a demand response program? So that was like the big, the big, uh, the big push. And, and again, I think he would have had them just a little bit we later. We are VPP. <laughs> That's hilarious. Lon, when, where do you see bottlenecks over the next year or two for the installers? The, let's, not the super regionals and the big guys, but the local installers who really do need to think, re-envision, re-imagine their business model. Yeah. Well, you know, there's financing as an issue. We know that the cost of borrowing has gone up, right? Yeah. And a lot of the low-hanging fruit with customers has been just taken over the years. Mm-hmm. And so the customers yeah. that are out there now, they have, you know, it's they might not have the $10,000 in the bank to to pay for the system, right? And so it's it's getting the um financing. So we we actually uh, just got approved for a program called Ontario Financing. So it's financing that's tied to the meter, not the customer. And so we can we can give them some like great energy efficiency upgrades, new HVAC systems, right? And no money down for them. We pair it maybe with some IRA and some other incentives. Mm-hmm. So they start saving from day one. So that's, that's a way where we're trying to help as well. But, you know, I think it's all about partnerships and, and the, um, the local installers, they can be a part of like our Find a Duke, our qualified installer program. Yeah. So that's a great way. But just in general, thinking about the different partnerships to help you out. I used to work for a small installer yeah. and it, it, it proved really beneficial when I started to, you know, get different types of collaborations together to make a whole more holistic bundle for our customers. Mm-hmm. And tying it to the meter then means that um, all of this work stays with the house, and it's a lot easier to transition from owner to owner. Exactly. The the, right. the customer, and this is we we I, I said this this morning. We feel like we cracked the code because other programs, the, when the person leaves, they have to pay. They have to pay off the right. The thing, but no, this is tied to the meter directly. So we think it's scalable, and then it solves that split incentive problem with multifamily housing mm-hmm. that you have in oh, renters. Yeah. That's a, that's the next big challenge. I feel that we're going to tackle as an industry is the multifamily. Yeah. So we think this on tariff is the yeah. way to go. Yeah. So what was unexpected in your talk today with Jigger that that you thought was poignant? Well, you know, he did mention about the friction between the utility industry and solar industry, and so we talked a, a, a bit about and about that and, and just how this new, the new technologies, these new opportunities, the fact that we've got a lot of load growth, it opens up the door to have conversations of opportunity. I took that as an opportunity to say, hey, the future that we all envision mm-hmm. isn't going to happen without new conversations, without new framing. And so we, mm-hmm. the new conversation is this opportunity to bring dispatchability, integration, you know, into the conversation, right? So um, I, we're, you know, Jigger's like, bury the hatchet. And cause I, I really do think yeah. this is a new time. Yeah. Let's, let's leave the baggage over there. Mm-hmm. Let's move forward with, with conversations, figure out how we can make a difference Thank together. You. Thank you, Lon. So great having you on stage. Yeah. Thanks Lon, for inviting me. Always a pleasure to have you, my friend. Thank you for All joining right. us. All right. That is fascinating. The, oh yeah. The, the innovation that we're going to see in the next couple of years for how we actually bring the homeowner into the process of creating their own electricity and being a part of mm-hmm. the grid is, mm-hmm. is really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's also remarkable is the companies that have really stepped in to lift the industry up. One of those companies that has effectively consumed the majority, as it were, of the racking industry is ESDEC Solar Group. I'd like to invite ESDEC CEO Stein Voss to the stage. Stein, it's been four years since we've had you on the stage, man. It's good to see you. Exactly. Yeah, great to see you. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for coming across the pond. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So, Stein, it's been, um, it's been quite a run for ESDEC Group, ESDEC Solar Group. And I would imagine that as a result, last five, six years of consolidating excellent brands that po- folks know, PV Hardware, uh, Panel Claw, and many others, there's some need in the marketplace for a rebrand. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And we can't and, just rattle off all these all these brands and, one and also, after another. Exactly. And I know they fall under ESDEC Solar Group, but you've also got ESDEC the Racking Group in Europe that is quite successful. Yeah. Today you all announced something 
along that line. Can you tell us a little bit more about the new name under which the SDX Solar Group falls? Yeah, so today we're going to launch our new brand, which is called Enstall Solar Sooner. It's the, the, the name of the mother brand, so Aztec Solar Group will be replaced in, into Enstall. Mm. But it's super important to realize that the brands, the business units, will keep their own name. Mm -hmm. So Ironridge will still be Ironridge, Panoclaw will still be Panoclaw, and Ecofast is the same. Because we have an, a go-to-market strategy where we strongly believe that we want to be as close as possible to the installer. With the different brands, we, we can do that. But we learned exactly to your point that in Europe we have a business unit that's called Aztec and then we have Aztec Solar Group as the top holding and we have a big strategy around digital yeah. so we have decided to put a new name on top of that and that's Enstall. That makes sense because you, you have a lot of brand equity in these other companies um, Iron Ridge, Panel Claw, etc. and you don't want to just throw that away. No, no, exactly. No, and those brands are super strong mm -hmm. also to your point that everyone knows these brands. They have very we bought loyal them for customers. Reason. They, mm -hmm. they have very loyal customers and we want to keep that. But yeah, it makes sense to replace the top holding. <laughs> you have a perspective from having a global team. Lots of products sold in Europe and obviously the majority share here in the United States. What would you share with those who are watching and are, are concerned about supply? They're concerned about constraints and growth and, and you know, trade barriers. What, what from your perspective... Um, do you see as the biggest opportunities and maybe some of the challenges as well that the industry is facing and, and install is trying to help uh, alleviate? Yeah, so if you look to our business model, uh, so we have a very clear go-to-market strategy. And if you look then to our company, one of the biggest departments is RD, uh, RD&I, uh, mm -hmm. Research Development and Innovation. So we have uh, almost 70 people working on product development. And there we put a lot of time uh, in it to make products that are super easy to install. What we don't have is own production. So we work with contract manufacturers all over the world, but super important, most of them are close. They produce it there where we sell it. So close to the BU. I like that. Mm -hmm. Because keeps from- the, Keeps the, the transportation down, keeps that carbon footprint down. Exactly, exactly mm -hmm. to that point. But also makes us super flexible. We have at least three suppliers per SKU. So what we have seen last year, over the last two years, a lot of supply chain issues, we, we didn't have that because it was still very flexible organized right. yeah. and that helped us a lot. So we could have spent our time and most of our money in our DNI to come up with new products and we're going to present a lot of them today and the coming days uh, at the BUs on the, on the boots. You know, I know that as individual companies, sustainability and, um, you know, keeping the, this local feel while being absorbed by a larger company like ASDAC has been important. Could you talk a bit about the role sustainability plays in install as the, as the new brand and uh, how, do you, how does it emphasize that commitment? Yeah, so we are in the heart of energy transition. So this is the key topic uh, for our company. And uh, we do a lot of things. Of course, if you talk about supply chain, hey, well, no, what a, to my point, we want to produce this as close to where we sell it. But we also want to use products that are you know, as most sustainable as possible. Mm. So that's why we, a couple of years, years, changed our aluminum product line into an, a greener steel product. It's not 100% green steel yet because... That yeah, takes that's, some time. that's a long time, but lower carbon. But green steel has a lower, lower carbon. And, and, and then that, that particular product where we started with is now our most favorite product in Europe. Now, yeah. that's one of the initiatives which we also want to do here in the United States. But we also have a social program, which is called Aztec Empowers. And now it will call Enstall Empowers, which is our program to train people with a longer distance to the labor market to yeah. become installer. We did it a lot with refugees in the U from the Ukraine coming to, to, to Europe, to the Netherlands. We also did it a lot with veterans here in the United States. We have now trained over 1,000 people to become solar installer. Yeah. And what we see is that people really liked it. Uh, of course, they like the industry. Yeah. It's a super nice industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and most of the people have a very good technical background. So it is relatively easy for us to yeah, bring them up to speed. Of course, it differs per situation. Mm -hmm. But we love to spend a lot of time on that. So that's also part of our ESG story. Well, thank you for giving back in that way because we know we have a significant labor shortage. We need many, many, many ins more installers yeah. than we have today. Yeah. So thank you for putting forth that effort. Yeah, oh, it's great to do. Stein, how many companies do you have represented on the show floor? Just Do you know off the top of your head how many different booths people could, yes. could visit? We have three booths here. Three, okay. Yeah, with the four brands. Okay. So we have Iron Ridge, Quick Mount yes. is one booth, Ecofasten is the other, yeah. and Panoclaw is, is the last one. Amazing. And 
do they all now say install or are all the booths individually branded? They're still individually branded, but you can see Ironridge, an install company. An install, yeah. Panoclaw, an install company. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Stein, it's impressive to see the empire that you all are building <laughs> under under install. Yeah. And uh, we will certainly be, I will be making my way. I've got plenty of friends and all of the companies mm -hmm. mentioned above. And uh, I would encourage folks that are watching to definitely go check it out. I mean, the work that you guys do is always top notch and you're definitely a leader in the industry for a reason. Thank you for sharing some of the knowledge about not only how you're helping elevate the workforce, but what we can learn from around the world uh, through the eyes of Install, a global company. Great. Uh, thank you very much. And Pleasure. it was great thank being you. here. Have Absolutely. a great day. I hope yeah. we can have you back on the show. Yo, yes, of course, yeah. we Fantastic. will. Fantastic. Well, the Daily Roundup sure is a lot of fun if you're still listening and it is still the week of RE+. Don't forget, come by and see us at the Power Up Live stage, level one, with 21020. Bring by your swag. Join the swag contest. It's not too late unless the show's already over. You know how much I love swag. You know what else I love are the folks over at SunGrow up on level two. They've got a wonderful booth, booth 2530, where they're exhibiting a few of their newest products, the Power Titan 2.0 energy storage system, their SG200HX inverter, and their most powerful string inverter, the SG350HX. This and all of their ROI and efficiency improving and safety ensuring products are on exhibit in their flagship booth at 2530 on level two of the Sands Expo Hall. Go visit them and come down and see us as well on level one at 21020, the Power Up Live podcast stage. And remember, if you are listening remote, you can watch live at suncast.live. That's suncast.live, live streaming all day throughout the show. All right, here's the Daily Roundup. All right, as we wrap the first of three days of this RE Plus 2023, we are broadcasting everywhere live from the Power Up Live podcast stage. My name is Nico Johnson. I'm joined as always in our Daily Roundups by my illustrious co-host, Josh Porter from Solar Coaster. Good to see you, buddy. Aloha. My name is Josh Porter from the Solar... And there she goes. She's out. Josh Porter go. from the Solar Coaster in Maui, Hawaii. And uh, really cool to be here, to meet everybody. Got my co-host, Jason Burkhart, in the, in the audience. And uh, yeah, we're, and I'm, I'm stoked to be here. And so thank you so much, Nico, for having us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. As usual, the Daily Roundup is our opportunity to think about how the show's going so far and talk about what's to come. We bring in thought leaders from the industry to hear what they experienced on the show floor. I'd like to also acknowledge that the Daily Roundup for the next three days is brought to you by Modern Energy. Modern Energy invests development equity in early stage developers and provides operational services to accelerate growth. And we're gonna hear all about the different ways that folks from both from the audience and around the show floor are accelerating growth, ways that we've been in conversation with folks all day long. But before I do that, I'd like to thank our contributing sponsor, Lux Power. Lux is your all-in-one energy solution provider. They're over at booth 5521. You can find your advanced hybrid off-grid three-phase and DC retrofit solutions at Lux Power. Experience sun power every day and explore smart energy solutions beyond reliable hybrid and off-grid inverters. Lux is over at 5521. If you get a chance, please go visit them. And a reminder, we are streaming live at suncast.live. You can watch all of our shows from the Daily Roundup to tomorrow's morning show and everything in between at suncast.live. Josh, what has been the most interesting thing that's happened to you today? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, I hear numbers in the 40,000 range. So just the sheer density yeah. alone is the kind of thing that I think uh, it feels a little bit distinct, right? You've got a lot of people everywhere all the time and that's a great thing for the industry. That just makes me feel good, you know, that yeah. alone. I mean, then there's plenty of technical things. Uh, candidly, we were at our booth or on stage presenting basically the entire day. Yeah. So we didn't get a chance to do our usual booth to booth kind of like major hits. Jay did say that it's data out there. Software is big. He yes. showed me a whole like slew of data companies. 
And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll throw you throw you this one, Josh. This, <laughs> you can steal it. Uh, so apparently data and software are big out there uh, in the in this show floor. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow to actually get, you know, in the nitty gritty of the booth to booth. Yeah, likewise. There were some cool, I kind of walked the show floor a little bit. You know, I think the prevailing conversation that I heard was just how immense the show is this year. Yeah. It's spread out in essentially four different locations. Caesars all the way to what they call, I think, Hall D, which is the back of the top floor. And all of the, of the downstairs here, which is appropriately level one, there was some confusion around level one being upstairs or down here. But we did find people actually find their way down. You were over by Speaker's Corner doing all of your mm -hmm. solar coaster interviews. And I heard a lot of folks saying, saying that um, there were some pretty brilliant conversations. The guy from the USDA spoke there talking about the amount of money that is available for solar projects. Actually, that's something that we can talk to Drew about because he's done a lot of work on REAP. That would be fun to have Drew oh, talk yeah. about when he comes up. Absolutely. You know, I think that a lot of folks at the show, uh, you're here for one of two reasons. Either you really want to get educated on a very specific topic, or I guess it's three reasons, or you're trying to find a very specific product to fit a hole in your process. And I imagine that the third category are those folks that realize this is the place to be one time a year where everybody else is, right? And everybody, as a result, are stacked meetings behind meetings, right? I think there are some, some new uh, folks out there, too. I met, a, met somebody on, a, on the bus to the reception last night, mm. and he was just getting into the industry, and I kind of asked him about oh, right. his background. So maybe part of that kind of like swelling is other industries, other talent coming in and saying, I want to be a part of the renewable energy revolution, yeah. you know, and, and then kind of building it out from there. There could be yeah. a lot of new folks here. Yeah, but speaking of new as well, I mean, on the show floor, there are, there's everything from the, the, the number of software companies and battery companies at the show this year is bigger than ever. Yeah, wow. But there's a whole section is, that's growing on hydrogen. And the, the very like, definition of renewable at this show, um, beyond what, what it was legacy or traditionally, was Solar Power International, right? Right. It's, what's that? <laughs> Fuel cells, yeah. I mean, hydrogen in, in multiple forms. I think what it's also surprising me are the number of badges I'm seeing walking the show floor that are A, companies I haven't seen before, or B, companies that I didn't expect to see walking around RE+, that typically are moving molecules, and now they're moving a lot of their people around the show floor to see what exactly is happening in their renewals. So we're, we're, we're smiling because we just got out of a show recording where we were challenged to integrate a solid oxide fuel cell to our home, our residence wow. in Makoao, Maui, and uh, we just walked through the value propositions and the step-by-step -step on that. Wow. This is something I never thought we'd be talking about. A fuel cell in your home. How would fuel that work? A fuel cell in your home. Well, basically, you have a solid oxide fuel cell runs off a of hydrogen, but it pulls the, um, the, the, the hydrogen from, the, from propane, which we already have in the home. Mm. So it adds, a, adds like basically a back, backup to the battery system, giving you a never-empty battery. Yeah. That's the general value proposition, but there's a whole nuanced suite of values and opportunities in that space. Amazing. And so we're going to put it on and we're actually been challenged to essentially break it, put it on, make this thing work. Tell us what works or what doesn't work. This is Upstart Power, a really great company love doing it. amazing things. That's George. Oh, they picked they pick the right person. This is one thing I love about having Josh as a co-host is he as, is about as geek-tastic as it geek gets for, for understanding how all this technology works. It's, it's, it's entertaining, if nothing else, Josh, because you're putting together content that really does educate. I would put it in that category of edutainment. You know, the stuff you did with SolarEdge and putting the batteries on your home. Yeah. The stuff that you've been sort of chronicling from solar hot water all the way through to fuel cells is yeah. fantastic. But, you know, you also are a developer. You built, and, you built and sold a solar company. And at some point, I'm sure you experienced the necessary, uh, the necessary constraint of capital. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's, we had, the, we had the capital banks folks, uh, or key bank capital markets folks up today, and they said that the number one thing they see holding storage companies back and developers back is access to capital. Candidly, they said most people are just undercapitalized to get out over their skis. And as a result, it's great for key bank, right? Because they have an M&A uh, advisory and they end up helping, helping consolidate a lot of these projects. But a company that has been helping sort of put gasoline in the tank of developers so they don't run out of capital and so they don't have to worry about back-end services is a company called Modern Energy. And I want to invite Modern's co-founder, Ben right. Abram, to come up on stage and join us. All right. Looking forward to talking to Ben here. Ben, what do you got in your hands? Swag bag. Good there to you see go. you. Yeah, it's great to be up here. Yeah, I mean, we had to come, uh, how far? 3,000, 2,000 miles <laughs> <Yeah>. away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living just a couple miles from each other. I love it. I love it. Oh, you guys are both these Coast Boys, right? Well, well Ben, Ben's the reason I moved to Durham. 
No way. Yeah. So before Modern Energy, a company that been that became modern was Wyland that acquired American Efficient, and he and his his business partner Mark created Modern Energy Whoa. to create for other entrepreneurs what Wyland needed all along, right. which which was the back office support right. on top of the capital stack. Right. right. Did I get that right? Hundred percent, Nika. Absolutely. So it looks like you've had some fun on the show floor today. What in the world? Yeah, it's so funny. What a haul. I mean, we. Modern, there's a small number of people that we're excited to meet here, and yeah. it's a great watering hole to, to talk to them. But mostly when I'm walking the floor, I have sort of not a lot to do with most of the folks that are right. here, right? I yeah. guess that's true for all of us. <laughs> and so I just went ahead and collected a lot of swag because I figured that could be a good part of the roundup today. Absolutely. Did yeah. you, is there anything that stood out to you? Well, I don't know. I mean, there was the uh, Utah company that's doing uh, commercial vehicles. They're now leasing, and they it's called something... King Bee, and King they, they oh, had yeah, some nice yeah. honey as a result so from King, Utah. Oh, I got it, yeah. Yeah, that's clever. What, this box has got my attention in your left hand. The box was a really sweet gift from the folks at UFO Power. I get it. That's crazy. Yeah, and they, they that looks really went cool. out of their way to give me this very, very kind lion, I'm not sure the word, right word, charm. Yes, um, that, but, I would charm seems to work. Where yeah. would you hang that charm? I, I, you know, I, they talked to me about the lion dance that you might do for a good, good oh, moment. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you can this see. Is, this is the February. This is when we get back in Hawaii. The dancing lion, we give him money, that whole thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the, love very that. nice, very kind. And I think probably my favorite one actually was from the um, the Turkish oh, solar yes. company. Yes. Soccer that has ball. soccer balls. Uh, football. <laughs> football. Football. Well said. There you go. Well said. Football. Well, in all of your tra- travels and travails, traversing, I suppose, both floors and possibly, did you get to Caesars? Didn't make it to Caesars. Didn't make it to Caesars. Did you end up in conversations with developers and founders? We've had a great set of conversations with um, developers, uh, and I think we've got a, a bunch of meetings lined up. My, my team does tomorrow, and we're, we're really very, very excited for uh, the folks here. This is such a great watering hole. I mean, really, yeah. everyone comes. Well, I mean, I'm curious to hear. I know that you're going to want to deflect conversations and go towards having some more, a more broad conversation, but I really would like to, like that. Built. That's a really cool head, actually, Built. Is, is there anything that stands out for you, particularly, you guys see a lot of deals, you see a lot of developers who, and I know how discerning you are, you see a lot of developers who, who have good portfolios, a lot that don't. What do you consider to be the most common trait of the successful developers that you, that you, that come across to Transom? I mean, I really think that like so much of, of life, it's about persistence, mm. right? It's people who have the knowledge and expertise to understand what needs to be done, mm-hmm. but know that when they hit a roadblock, they just have to find the way through it, around it, under it, over it, doesn't matter. You just got to keep going. Yeah. Can I jump right in here, yeah. Nico? Go this for one it. Here? All right. What Talk sectors are ripe for the type of capital that modern energy provides, my friend? This is, I, I, I got to say, this is the first time I've ever seen Josh Porter read anything I told him. He's like, you're going to script me, man. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> A lot of sectors have been unlocked by the IRA. So there are many new ones of interest. For example, green hydrogen. Green yeah. hydrogen. Yeah. Our friends. Uh, for absolutely. sure. There's also many proven technology solutions <laughs> that have not hit scale today. And we're really, uh, really interested in partnering with those. Uh, <laughs> I've done. I think. I think we've done at least fifteen roundups, and I've never had ever uh, our entire our entire group stand and read from one screen. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> you, you go. Thank you. <laughs> See, I knew you'd give in. I knew you'd give in. All right. What's on your mind? One thing that's interesting that we don't talk about, of course, is that uh, here we are, all of these renewable energy folks, and this wonderful facility is fueled by. A lot of fossil fuels. Yeah. I mean, we, we do, of course, have power from uh, hydroelectric, I believe, in this facility in a mm-hmm. meaningful way. Yeah. But it's not without uh, the... Hoover Dam, you're talking about, Hoover right? Dam. Yeah. But it's not without fossil fuels that we're here. And I just always think it's interesting to think about uh, that dichotomy or that, yeah. that, that, that what we're trying to do is take a, this country that has, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 3% solar and move it to something that's much bigger. Yeah. But while we're doing it, we're using fossil fuels. And the question is, how do we put... Um, these fuels to best use yeah. to make sure that we can get through the energy transition. That's something that's just on my mind whenever I'm in a place like this. Uh, and put these fuels to best use, you mean how, what is the actual transition away from fossil look like? Yeah, I mean, the, even if you think about, so this room is powered by, in, in no small part, fossil fuels. And also everything that here, all of the manufactured components uh, are, sure. are built using fossil fuels. Yes. And so I just think that there's an, um, it, it, it's, while, Obviously, we're moving to a world where we're having much more renewable production. Yeah. It, it is the case that that, that transition is, 
is entirely fueled yeah. by fossil. It's, isn't it interesting, though? It's like when you're discussing the green, the green tech revolution, or you have conversations with people, and sometimes that's a sticking point that people have a hard time getting around. So, but... Of course, all of this is already from fossil fuels, but it's just this arc, right? It's this yeah. time frame that we have in front of us and this transition. And I, 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 for me, it's not really like they're not mutually exclusive. You're yeah. just, we're moving in this transition and there's probably going to be this hockey stick moment in terms of the acceleration of it where one day it's, it's largely you know, clean energy. And we, and we look back on this and go, oh, that's what it took for us to get there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's to right. me, it's that easy. Well, there are people on the ground that you are funding and that are doing it from their own funds. One of them is a guy, Drew Michener from Greenbots. I'd love to bring him up and talk a bit about how he's helping uh, expand in Utah that the, co- the very concept of what it looks like to acquire customers and bring value to the market. Drew, good to see you, buddy. Yeah. So Drew, for those who are unfamiliar, give us a sense of Greenbox, where you are and the kind of market that you're focused on. Yeah, so Greenbox is an um, uh, installation company primarily, but we're, we're based in northern Utah, just north of Salt Lake City. Uh, and it was... We're in about our sixth year right now, and it was kind of a result of um, uh, a retail background for myself. I founded the company, and and kind of how can we, how can I take my background, kind of my budding passion at that time for solar, combine them, and maybe do something a little bit different than the industry is doing, especially from a lead generation standpoint. So, mm-hmm. uh, Greenbox has a, a retail storefront where almost all of our residential leads come through. Uh, so in that store, we have, you know, solar gadgets and off-grid equipment, things yeah. of all types. Check that out. Um, and, and it's that, a real business. He told yeah. me this the other day, and I was like, hang on a second. They got a retail store. Cause I, you know, I had a team in Maui. We were door knocking for a decade, right? So you, you, you actually perfected this retail storefront model where your lead gen comes in through that. How many door knockers do you have, Drew? We have exactly zero door knockers. I love it. So, I love it. That is, that's fantastic. And Drew, how, how often is your crew, uh, you know, stranded without anything to do that doesn't have to do with snow? Yeah, I mean, I got a couple of my, my leaders down here, and I don't think they remember the last time they're not doing anything. So, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and would, would you consider, you're in a big right. university town, would you consider that you are the leader or among the, like the strongest in the town? Yeah, I think at this point we could we could call ourselves uh, the leader in Utah it. for sure. Okay. No door knocking. Hang on, just before we get anyway, I, I'm not a competitor, so you can share, share a little bit of this secret <laughs> sauce now about what's working. You mentioned uh, interesting gadgets. That's what I think I just heard you say. Oh, is yeah. that part of the attraction? Is that part of the kind of like the glow that brings people in? It is, yeah. I mean, those gadgets are just, well, I mean, they started just being fun for me because mm. I, I kind of nerd out on that stuff as well. Uh, but the, the idea was to have those to as traffic drivers and start the conversation with anybody you want to talk about solar. And that has often turned into uh, uh, install conversations, both resi and commercial. I think it's amazing how you're really meeting people where they are, right? Someone walks in and they're interested in this gadget. And then you take that to convert it to a conversation about their house. And you were right. telling me earlier that you then most of your commercial lead gen comes from your solar residential right. solar customers. Yeah, that That's happens amazing. quite frequently. Yeah, just kind of dominoes one conversation. We, we might start with a $50 gadget, and, and now we're to a large commercial install. <laughs> from, so. from, from 50 to 500,000. That's amazing. It's well done. That's why well it is. Yeah. Drew, one of the things that um, I remembered as I was giving the intro here uh, about USDA is that there, there's a little known opportunity called the REAP grant. And I would argue that very few are taking advantage of it the way that you are. Could you talk a little bit about how, you're, how you've positioned the REAP grant as an opportunity for your customers? Yeah. And so what it is, maybe. Explain that as well. Yeah, definitely. So the, the REAP grant is uh, designed for agricultural uh, installations and small business in qualifying rural areas across the country. And it's, it's been around for many, many years, but definitely underutilized mm-hmm. um, I think it's becoming much more utilized now uh, as part of the IRA. The, the amount of money available per project has drastically increased uh, from 25% and then from to 40 and then quickly to 50% of project costs uh, in qualifying areas. So we focus on those areas in ag- agricultural and small business that would qualify and, and make that part of our proposal just up front. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, doing some of the groundwork beforehand to make sure that the project qualifies before we even talk about it. But yeah, it's been a, a really great way to distinguish ourselves amongst you know, our competitors in the commercial space in, in particular. I'm a big REAP grant fan. Yeah. Big REAP yeah. grant fan. So what I saw recently in Hawaii, for example, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but basically you've got 50% up to $2 million, right, yeah, on right. a grant yeah. for you know, a pretty awesome project. And then in the case of Hawaii, for example, you have the federal ITC, which mm-hmm. is bumped now with the IRA potentially. You know, for LTM or for other components, I won't get into all that. And then you got the state side, 
which I think if it's still the same, it was like 35% or 500K. So you add all that together, you know, you're, you're cash flow positive, you're one, right? Am I wrong? Sounds about right. right. So, I mean, holy moly, not to mention the fact, my friend, that they started to take quarterly applications rather than biannual. Right. Mm. And they upped the bucket. So there's more of it available. So more people can do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, yes, Reap Grant. That's Thank amazing. you very much. That's yeah. un- unreal. Yeah. Drew, the one thing that stands out for me about installers is installers have around this time of year where the show is a thing on the calendar, one sort of conflicting question is, how do I approach the show? Do I take my whole team? Do I take part of my team? I'd love to get some of your wisdom because I've had a chance offline to talk a bit about how you think about sort of this divide and conquer mentality. Can you talk about A, how you use it as an incentive for your team and B, how you, once you get them here, make sure that you extract the most out of the show? Yeah, um, so we've been back and forth with uh, ages who we bring to the show. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been years in, in the past where we've brought the entire team, uh, mm-hmm. installers and everything. And although that was probably fun for a lot of those, I don't know that it was uh, a lot of value out of that. So, uh, so this year we brought kind of our core leadership team uh, and we did uh, you know, do some planning beforehand, set up several meetings ahead of schedule. Uh, but uh, a lot of it we've decided is just let the wind take us because yeah. we discover some, some unknown things that we don't mm-hmm. know about. And, and as long as we're just willing to have those conversations with, with people we don't know, uh, we've already learned several things just today. So it's been really great. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. Drew, thank you for taking the time to come up with us. I would love to have you back again next year. Always great to hear all, of, all the wonderful things that you're doing, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nico. Next, I'd like to invite Derek Gabriel onto the stage. Derek is the EVP and head of originations for Soul Reet. Soul Reet has been uh, a partner with us, and I've known about Soul Reet for years, but the reality, good to see you, brother. Hey, how you doing, Nico? Good, I'm good, man. Uh, the reality is that Soul Reet, as an, as an entity, has begun to evolve. I'd love it, Derek, if you could give us a sense of exactly who Soul Reet has become. Yeah, so Soul Reed, uh, we've we've gone through a, a, an iteration mm-hmm. of expansion, growing, uh, expansion in skill set, expansion in what we do as as a uh, as a private lender. Mm-hmm. So we're a private lender. Uh, the Soul Reed course is the from the solar portion of a, and, and, and the battery storage portion of what we do, but the the the, the focal point of our, our overall value proposition is to provide that financing for the construction to perm for EPCs and developers in the second mid-tier. Yeah. You know, kind of what, uh, as everyone probably is aware about the what's going on in banking now and the headwinds and tailwinds, we fit right in that space where the EPCs and developers, that may not meet that high threshold or even from the under underwriting standpoint uh, of, of, of banking. Banking uh, underwriting is tighter now. Mm. Uh, not to say that, you know, we, we have our requirements for, for underwriting also, but we yeah. actually meet that, that level where the EPCs are, that yeah. growing mm. EPC, that EPC with maybe two, three, five years experience, that EPC that our developer that wants to hold on to their project mm-hmm. uh, on their balance sheets and, and actually not sell it off right away to a, that, that big aggregator right. uh, from that standpoint and, and, and just expand, you know, the, their overall balance sheet. So yeah. that, that's kind of kind of where we are. That's kind of how we have evolved from, from that in, in that space and as far as a private lender. Yeah, I love it. It really expands the pie for developers yep. who would otherwise have really get stuck in that M&A cycle. It's, it's hard. Yeah. What, what are the log jams you think holding back Community Solar right now? Capital. Mm. That's it. That's in the day. I mean, that's that's the whole message. Yeah, that's what that's what we've been hearing since we've been here at, here at RE Plus is that capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've been stopped in the hallways. We've been stopped everywhere mm. about what what can Soul Reap providing as far mm. as capital. So yep. to to answer that the bigger question, what is the holdup? It's the capital part of it. Man. But then then you have, of course, you know, everyone may, may be aware about the interconnection issues in yep. certain air, uh, uh, parts of. On uh, the regions, uh, especially in north uh, northeast at PGM, that interconnection uh, aspects and what's in the queue and so forth. But the the, the focal point is capital. Yeah, that, that's where at the end of the day, you know, the money, money, money. It's it's hmm. what we need to, to build these projects. Yeah, you you had Mark Settles, the CEO, in the Master Speaker Series. We talked about this morning that there were a lot of sort of luminaries up on the stage. Yes, it, was there? Could you share a little bit of the takeaway from Mark? What Mark was was talking about on stage? 
Yeah, so the, the overall aspect of what Mark was talking about is expanding the roles, expanding hmm. what's needed. Uh, as, we, as we focus on, you know, the overall aspect of, you know, solar everywhere, battery storage everywhere, EV, we, we're going to have to expand the roles of the workforce yeah. overall. Yeah. It, you know, we, we can't just do it with the, the, the bodies and, and what we have right now. We're going to have to expand. We're going to have to reach out even across mm-hmm. to, to areas that have not been traditionally from the standpoint of solar. The banking industry, uh, engineering, mechanical engineering, other areas from, from that standpoint to expand what we need as far as workforce development. Mm. Because the, the, the roster that we have right now, even though it's great, Mm. Uh, when I got in solar, I got in solar in 2009. Yeah. So, wow. uh, it, this, yeah, it was, early, it, it early. doesn't seem that, oh, man. <laughs> but it, it, it uh, I, we, we've seen a lot that has expanded from that, from that, from that space. Uh, I was just talking to my assistant that the first really seminar that was focusing on solar only focused on utility scale. Yeah. Now we're talking about, you know, ag resi, ag commercial, CNI, community. Community mm-hmm. solar wasn't even even discussed yeah. at all, no. you know, 15, 16 years ago. So now we're talking about expanding the roster, expanding different areas that are pretty much more inclusive from, from, you know, from that standpoint. So that's what Mark was about, expanding those roles in the roster and the workforce development. I think that agriculture, agrivoltaics, as they like to say, yes. right? That's a sleeper, man. There's a lot behind that. There's so much land. There's so much value waiting to be unlocked. Mm-hmm. There's some new technologies that are approaching that in interesting ways that can reduce BOS costs. Mm-hmm. So are you looking at that space a lot now? We're looking at that space. Um, we, we consider ourselves not just from the agrivoltaic, but that, that is an area that's really kind of untouched at this, mm. at this point. Especially, it was, we were looking at several projects in New Jersey, well, and, and New Jersey's kind of kind of leading the way in, in that agri- agrivoltaic. Home state, New Jersey. Hey, all right now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, from, from, from that perspective, we are looking at taking, taking a look at that. And like I said, not just tra- the traditional type of mm-hmm. solar installations. Yeah. We, we provide financing from the microgrid standpoint. Uh, again, I mentioned CNI, the mid-scales. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at it from a holistic standpoint. I wonder if there is any example in your portfolio and maybe some of the the newer projects that you've looked at where you've been able to give someone runway that you could talk to. Just tell tell me, I'd love to hear a story of someone you've been able to give runway and like really breathe life into their business where they would otherwise have been subject to what we all know the development cycle looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's several projects right now that that we're looking at and uh, one project in in particular is an, an ag resi uh, uh, developer. You know, they're uh, as as we know, there you know, there's the there's the Sonovas, there's the, those type of entities in, in that regards. So we had an agri year that came to us. So you know what, we would like to hold our own PPAs. Ah. We would like to hold our own PPAs. Okay. And because of the a lot of the stalemate that's going on in, in agri mm-hmm. resi now. So we devised and, and came up with a structure for them mm-hmm. to finance their ag resi portfolio mm-hmm. under their own PPA. Yeah. Own, own PPA letterhead, their own PPA oh, paper, cool. own PPA structure. So it's a white label product. Exactly. From yeah. e- exactly. So, you know, that's, you know, we'll, we'll probably, you'll probably see a press release on that very, very soon. Yeah. Uh, in that transaction. But I would say that's an example of where we're, we're we were able to breathe life mm. into a, uh, a a mid-sized developer focusing on ag resi, but yet had very a, a lot of room to expand. And yes. we saw that. We saw the potential. We saw where it was going, especially when you when, when you look at not just the solar, but look at the technology part yeah. that can be they be they can be paired with it. We saw that. We saw where they were going, and you know we saw that it was a great opportunity. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you're going to do more of that, more more white labeling of that for? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the focal point. Do some white labeling from from where, uh, whether it's community solar mm. or or microgrid. So yeah, we will. It's good to be, you get to be an engine for all that growth. That's really cool. Yeah, Derek, yeah. what's the scale of of the kind of company that would would typically run into these issues and would benefit from this kind of capital? Yeah, I would say you know. The, the typical DNA or th- that type of company would be a company that's, you know, 
I wouldn't call them newbies, hmm. but I would call them uh, companies that 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 have they've started projects. They have some megawatts under their belt. Yeah. Uh, they have some experience as far as building projects because that's very important, even from from an underwriting standpoint. Sure. You want to make sure that these projects can be completed yeah. by an experienced EP, EPC. But even if they don't have the necessary experience, mm. we have the, the the consulting, the the internal advisory to help guide these companies yeah. to grow where they need to grow. So we're not just providing just the capital to support them. Yeah. We're also providing a structure of, okay, this is what you need to do mm. to get to, 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 to this level to actually manage your own balance sheet. How interesting. You know, from, from that standpoint. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's, again, whether it's a company that's one year old or two, three, four years old, yeah. we're still p- providing that, what we call a trusted advisor yeah. at that level also. That's very cool. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's debt, so they can, yes. they can continue to own their business and their asset. That's really cool. Right. Well, guys, as with all good things, we have to bring the daily roundup to a close. As we do, I would love to hear a little bit about what you guys are looking forward to for tomorrow. It wouldn't be the daily roundup if we didn't talk about tomorrow, in fact. Derek, is there anything on your agenda that's got you particularly excited? Yeah, well, you know, again, meeting, meeting more of the developers, yeah. hearing, you know, what's going on mm. out in the market from, from, that, from, from their perspectives. I, I'm looking forward to, to hear more about, you know, the, the, even the e, uh, EV uh, supercharging and, yeah. and so oh, forth. Cool. I think that's really big. It's great to see the number of EV char- supercharging and EV network suppliers Very that cool. are here. You yeah. know, that's, so I'm looking forward to see that and, and hear more about that. Exciting. And where could folks find out more about Soul Reed if they wanted to swing by and meet you or learn yeah, more? Yeah, so we're right at the booth 22055. It's yeah. only a short walk to your right when you yeah, leave yeah. off the stage nice. here. Come and yeah, come, come uh, give, give us a talk. Right uh, here on level one. Right here on level one, yeah. Sweet. I hope that you enjoyed both of those as replays. Of course, they happened yesterday. And stay tuned. We got so much more coming live from booth 21020 on the level one of the Sands Expo Hall, live at RE Plus 2023 here in Las Vegas. If you are in town, do swing by. We've got so much great programming. And if you are listening remotely, you can tune in as well. Go to suncast.live. Suncast.live is your home for watching throughout the day, whether you're walking the show floor taking a break, or hanging out halfway around the world. Tune in and enjoy. Leave us some feedback. Follow us on LinkedIn as we're posting throughout the day and week. And we'll see you back here for the next show. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks for showing up again, Solar Warriors. It's half the battle.